Hi, Tom D'Antoni at Catfish Loose. That's 2460 Northwest 24th in Portland and another Oregon Music News coffee shop conversation at Catfish Loose. Today, it's a gentleman who has made huge breakthroughs in music since he got his master's from Portland State. He's touring the world and singing with Pink Martini. He's Jimmy Harrod, and he's got one of the most beautiful voices on earth. He seems to be everywhere. A concert of jazz standards with George Colligan here. Appearances on Jimmy Kimmel with Odessa. It's a very exciting time in Jimmy's life, and we're happy he stopped by to tell us all about it. He's always writing, although it's hard to tell when he finds the time. Meet Jimmy Harrod. Jimmy, welcome to Catfish Lose. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. We've never met. We've never met. No. Which is, I like, I, it was just, I, I like that. I like right. that. Uh, you know, because uh, I either do these with people I know. Yes. Or I have interviewed before. Or mm-hmm. people I've never met. And if never, they're both just as good. You and know? see how the natural chemistry works out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last, I do a, sh- a radio show, a soul, a soul music show on Friday nights on KMHD. Okay. And last week I was playing They Won't Go Where I Go by Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself during the show, God, I'd love to hear Jimmy sing that. That's that's <laughs> funny you say that. I have sang it once before with the Portland State's Choir a couple uh, years back. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Amazing song. It's an amazing song. Uh, the <laughs> harmony is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really evocative. It's very emotional. And uh, yeah. it's... Unique. It's a unique song in itself. Yeah. And he's singing in, in, in the highest register. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. You know? I don't even. I don't know if I think about it like that when I listen to him because uh-huh. that's just where he sings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just his voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I. Um, it's been busy. Been, yeah. Been definitely busy uh, and uh, recently home, which is good. Happy to be home and uh-huh. sleeping in. <laughs> how, how long have you been off the road now? We, uh, we, I was on the road for three weeks uh-huh. and a couple days change. Um, and then I've been home since, what is it? I think I got home Saturday night or Sunday. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's Tuesday now. Just a, yeah, just a few days. And what countries were you in? <laughs> <laughs> Started in America and uh-huh. then went to Turkey uh-huh. and then went to South Korea and then came back to America, uh, to Hawaii. And then now I'm home. Huh. What's it like in Pink Martini with, with people, who, with musicians who have been in the band since the dawn of time? <laughs> I think about that quite often. I just, yeah. yeah. Well, I've been, uh, me and another guest have been uh, going with the band for about a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, and so we're very much the fresh faces. But even in that disparity of time, I'm like so the youngest by a lot. And so <laughs> uh, I see the relationships uh, that have been developed over so many years working together. And I think that's yeah. really amazing, you know, to be able to work with people for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, you know, and yeah. uh, you yeah. can still be in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. It's, I know. It's amazing, actually, because <laughs> it's easy to, it's really easy to burn out, you know, friendships and bridges. Yeah. Well, and, how does that work in that band? Well, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I think there's enough, um, there's enough time to oneself, uh, you know, go to your own uh-huh. hotel room and you uh-huh. debrief uh, after an eight hour flight, for example. Yeah. And uh, you decide that you want to go get food and you, you know, reach out to someone and it ends up being a couple of you and you get to spend some time together. And it's, you know, you're building friendships uh, throughout the the time off. And then 
still able to do your own thing when you can. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. I guess Storm might be the one person who who chronicles those tours. <laughs> she's, she's always got pictures on Instagram. She is oh. she is amazing at keeping up with the Instagram. <laughs> I I'm inspired by her dedication. <laughs> what 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 do you think? Um, uh, well, how did you get in the band? Did Thomas obviously Thomas heard you sing somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. We have a mutual friend that Thomas met at a wedding of a different mutual friend, um, <laughs> and somehow they were connected. And that friend is now my roommate. And he said, "You've got to meet my friend Jimmy. You should hear him sing. You know, yada yada yada." I think you guys would work well together. And I had been hearing the same thing from this friend of mine, Damon, and. Uh, basically never thought it would happen because i've only lived here a few years uh, uh-huh. more at this point like five and a half now but yeah. i had i think i'd heard the band name but you know when people say oh it's a local band your <laughs> your brain just automatically just does yeah. a different thing and you say oh, right. okay i'll probably catch a show there at some point yada 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 <laughs> little <laughs> little to my knowledge yeah catching a show would be like a really big deal you know yeah. <laughs> when do they even have time to play here you know, right, they, uh, right. they're constantly on a plane and that yeah. sort of thing and thomas was in town very briefly he was like he's here for a day and a half and i'm like oh, okay cool he's like can you come over my friend saying this and I said okay yeah i'm just i'm gonna be doing something but i can make a little time to Nonch- loft. nonchalant yeah and yeah. so I, I make it over to the loft and thomas runs in from something already and right. he carves out some time and we sit and talk for a little bit and he suggests playing through some songs and it just sort of snowballed uh, he calls their manager in and he says oh you know you should listen to us play through a song or two and on the spot he asked me if I wanted to go do a tour with them and it was <laughs> just sort of like you know it was just a brief stint you know, but uh, in San Francisco and at one show in LA but it was sort of a really huge compliment because he's I imagine uh-huh. there's a million people that want opportunities of the sort or sure. to be connected with uh, such a, an entity uh, that is yeah. really... So what What? What? What were the songs? Do you remember what songs you, you ran through in his loft? <laughs> um, we ran through some standards. I'm trying uh-huh. to think, oh, what would it have even been? Maybe maybe every time we say goodbye um uh-huh. Uh-huh. i'm trying to think what else he knows he knows so many songs right and it's a funny moment actually trying to rein in his knowledge of of his rep because mm-hmm. he has such a i mean if you've been in the loft there yeah. you see the collection of of his you know which only speaks to so much of what he knows yeah. um and yeah. so i'm trying to think what's a good song and so i you know we looked at some songs i knew and uh that was one of them i'm pretty sure uh-huh. yeah uh-huh I just listened to that the other day, uh, Betty Carter's version. Oh, okay, really? Betty Carter. Yeah, yeah. Betty Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed her a couple of times. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, tough as nails. I I feel like that is so obvious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> About her. <laughs> I can't help it. That's the way I am. That's her signature song. <laughs> I like that. I like the uh, the truthness, the, the, yeah. the honesty, I should say. <laughs> So, uh, so your first gig with them was in San Francisco. My first gig was in LA, LA. at the Ace Hotel, and then huh? uh, about a month later, we did like a week long stint at uh, SF Jazz uh-huh. in uh, San Francisco. What was that like? That was, I mean, it was. It's funny. We went from um, this really big room at the Ace uh-huh. to like a really nice, intimate, but still pretty nice sized room in San Francisco, and 
It was. It's my. Well, it would have to be with a band that size. Well, right. You know, you're gonna fit 12, 13 people on the stage. It still yeah. needs to be of a certain size. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was kind of a really unique experience. I had not toured really before with anybody. Really. And I wouldn't really call that so much a tour as much as a residency. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, yeah. even to do that was such a big deal. Because you could stay over. Right. I mean, I stayed there for almost a week and I sang, you know, a numerous number of shows. And um, it was, yeah, it was really special to be there. And, you Uh know, someone taking a risk on you is always such a a kind experience. So. Oh, you didn't tell me where we we got 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 sidetracked there. Yes. Where was your where, where did you where have you been? Where did you go out last time? On this last tour? Yeah. Oh, that was that was the Turkey, South Korea um, kind of moment. But I've been to some other places with them, too. I My first international tour, um, we started in Canada, which doesn't feel international, but it technically is out of the country. Yeah. And, uh, then well, we they're went, nicer than us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were in Canada, and then we went from Canada to Belgium, from uh-huh. Belgium to France, and from France to Switzerland. Uh-huh. Um, I've also been to Romania with them and Greece with them. Wow. So it's, and this has all been in the last year and a half, so it's been really special to be brought around the world and Amazing. see all these places that, you know, one one opportunity to go to one country would have been such a big deal. Yeah. And you, you know. played Paris? Played Paris. I don't know how. <laughs> how Today is, it's funny you say that. Today is yeah. the day we played in Paris one year ago. Oh. It's very funny that you say that. Wow. Yes, it's, uh, wow. it's a memorable day to me. Uh, huh. So that, that show in particular was... Uh, I mean, there was a lot of emotion wrapped up in that, but Paris is one of those cities that, uh, you know, to, to Americans is, oh, you have to get to Europe and Paris and the Apple Tower. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these, yeah. there's all these locations or Tokyo, you know, there's all these yeah. places people want to see and to be in Paris, not just in Paris, but on a stage uh-huh. and have so many people. It's a, it was a decent size room. I think like a 3000 person room, <laughs> three, four, uh, and just, a gorgeous hall and you have this realization that you are getting this huge chance to show yourself to such a a different audience that has given this band also so much support over 20 years you know um Uh it's Uh amazing to be kind of brought along on such a such a chance situation so Uh. So what did you sing in that uh, uh, on that gig? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Uh, so because uh, you remember every second of it, <laughs> and well, you'll never, and you always will. Um, you know that I think there's some truth to that too. Yeah. Uh, you know that you've been to. I'm sure you've been to a Pink Martini show before. Many, um, many, times. many, yeah. So that band has many, many albums. But over the years, uh-huh. Thomas, who's such an amazing curator has refined really um how do you say it? it's like just a set list that's pretty standard mm-hmm. and then there are some things that of course can come in and out and uh depending on the season even or the audience you know uh we were just in turkey so we played our two turkish songs um every show uh-huh. versus uh maybe some other french songs or because mm-hmm. they sing in so many different languages right. um but uh, the song that Thomas initially was interested in me singing, which uh, was the Exodus theme from Exodus, uh-huh. which they had the chance of performing with Jimmy Scott um, before his un- unfortunate passing. But uh, that song uh, was was it's always how I start singing in the show. So it's uh-huh. very I can't not remember that I that I sang that song. It's, right. And then I remember the stage and. Uh, 
for me that that was such a special moment singing that song because it filled you know it's, uh, the hall feels so big and you hear the sound yeah. and everything and yeah. after uh, I remember saying this to someone else after I got to sit down and I listened to China sing um, a song of theirs called oh here we go I'll try to say it huh? <laughs> I can't say the title okay, okay. Um, sing it can you there we sing go. it nope um, <laughs> Um, but <laughs> not at this hour, but it's, uh, it's just a gorgeous song and yeah. it, you know, I instantly just felt so much emotion and, you know, yeah. watery eyed and that sort of thing. And, yeah. um, just thinking, wow, look at where I am. This is so rare of an opportunity and right. situation to be in and to have, you know, to, to be with these people who don't have to take you anywhere in there and they welcome you. So that's really, that's really special. Well, let's hope you feel the same way the 20th time you play Paris. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's true. That's true. You know, and I say the same thing about singing a song, you know, yeah. because you, we talked about, we were talking yeah. earlier before uh-huh. we started, you know, about performing and um, you, you know, you have your set down and you do what you do and you do what people love to hear. And mm-hmm. sometimes you introduce new things and see how people respond. But, you know, um, yeah, there's definitely a balance to performing rep repetitiously uh-huh. and uh, still trying to find what's new about it and what for that audience will be the first time potentially them hearing it and what that means uh-huh. for them versus what it means for you. Well, do, they do call it a repertoire. Right. Right. They call it a repertoire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you can have a Which means massive you repertoire. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you always repeat the same you know, selections, of course. Right. So, right, um, right, right. But that's been my signature song with the band um, for the last year and a half. And so I I definitely try to remember, especially when we go somewhere new. These people have never heard the song, maybe, or maybe yeah. they've never heard me perform it. Yeah, and um, yeah. what does what are the words? Especially as we sort of did some modification to the words, what did we want those words to mean instead? Uh-huh. And um, th- why it's still so important that that is always communicated. The Exodus. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a powerful song. We we had talked for a while about sort of making some modifications to the words solely because it starts originally from such a like ownership individual Uh like position this land is mine god gave this land to me and we just felt like there's got to be a much more inclusive statement that we could be saying which Uh is why we changed it to this land is ours um not as powerful as word mine but that's fine (laughs) but it's more inclusive which is more powerful but uh this land is ours uh this land's for you for me um, so in, you know, continuing that sort of message with yeah, that song yeah. is still well, really I mean, important. Well, if you're singing to, a, to an audience, you know, yeah. um, uh, changing it to ours actually, yeah. uh, you know, I think it improves it. Oh, we, we I think we you couldn't know? help but feel that. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I feel like the response is positive and I know internally that I'm saying something that, uh, that encompasses everyone versus it just being about, you know, yeah. the singer or the yeah. whoever's, you know, on the pulpit. Because yeah. that's kind of almost its tone of in- originally. Yeah. Can we talk about Jimmy Scott for a minute? We can. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not super versed in the Mr. Scott. No, 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 no. no. I, me neither. I mean, okay. I, I, mean I, I know who he is and, I, I, yeah. and, and all that. Um, is, is, is... Is that ever on your mind about, you know, what, how he, how he, how he preceded you? And you have certain similarities, you know. I know. Besides our obnoxious first name, 
it's not James. It's Jimmy. No, um. <laughs> oh, but Jimmy's so nice. Right, right, right. It is. It's, Even if you're not nice, uh, <laughs> the name is nice, so people think you're nice. It's a con, yes. A big ruse. <laughs> no, um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's funny. There are, when I was, when I was in my undergrad, um, someone mentioned Jimmy Scott, and I uh-huh. had not really heard of him before, but I had listened, and um, I was... I was able to draw the comparisons to the reality that we have high voices and our names are Jimmy and, um, you know, uh, his life was to my knowledge, a very difficult one and a very interesting one and not to draw any comparisons of life. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he sang with such passion and I think that's something I attempt to do as well as to Uh just evoke honesty. Um, but yeah, I mean, the range thing seems to have, it's come up a million times, you know. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of people who have a naturally higher voice. I don't sound like it right now because it's the morning. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those of us who have a higher placement in our sound by default uh-huh. is kind of an odd thing and not as common. And I think Jimmy stood out in that way by far, especially when I think about, when I think about the jazz canon... Um, you know, not speaking of today, but like really, like there were so many voice voices that were much different. Uh, I think about the women, uh, yeah. Doris Day, June Christie, yeah. Ella, Billy, like right. four different, very distinctly different voices, and that mm-hmm. was so normal and commonplace. Though I feel like with the male jazz singers, it was a lot of baritones, yep. um, like kind of knocking on tenor's door, like uh-huh. not really that high. And then you have Jimmy Scott, who's got this voice that soars in comparison over range wise, right. um, you know, your Frank Sinatra, right. um, though his voice didn't have the same, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, uh, mm, fullness maybe because of right. its, its range. Right. Uh, it reminds me more of, uh, Anita O'Day almost with yes. the, 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 sometimes the thinness, but still yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. ability yeah. to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your voice is not thin. No, it's not necessarily. No, it's not. Yeah, no. it's there, and they're no. very different voices. That's sometimes where I, yeah, I am aware of people. They hear high voices, but they don't always listen to the quality of the voices. Which yeah. uh, quality as in uh, characteristics, not quality as uh-huh. in good or bad. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Just wanted to clarify how, that. How does your voice shape the nature of the songs that you sing, as far as content goes? That's or, a funny question. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> Um, in my mind, you know, I think, hmm, <laughs> I've not been asked this before. Um, Yay! Uh, I, I think, I think that's interesting because, uh, my voice has impacted so much of my life because I have a voice that's not common to most men. I have such a high voice and even when I try to, um, push my voice down, like it's not very doesn't low, work. it doesn't work. You yeah. know, um, that's a subconscious thing that a lot of people will do when they, uh-huh. maybe they're in a situation where they are concerned about their safety or something and they want to sound more masculine or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't really have any depth to my voice in that regard. So huh. <laughs> it's like Chihuahua trying to, <laughs> trying to, woof, 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 woof. You know, there's not much going on down there. And that's, that, um, is, that is the last thing in the world I would ever compare you to a Chihuahua. Well, but, I, <laughs> but I mean that in the sense of range. I understand. Get, like, such a high no, squeaky no, bark. No, I, I and, you know, it's I like they can't, you know. But uh, <laughs> I think. I think my voice has, uh, my, my range has impacted a lot of my, um, 
realities of self in some way. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, I, my mother and I have very identical voices on the phone, for wow. example. So all my life, when a family would call or anyone would call, they'd say, Mrs. Harrod, is that you? Or, you know, <laughs> hi, Jimmy's mom. You know, hi, Latanya, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, this is, this is Latanya's son. This is Jimmy. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you know. Um, and uh, it, you know, I realized, it's like, oh, wow, that's kind of, a, that is a, obscure. That's not as common and a problem, you could say, whatever, or uniqueness and uh, in terms of rep, though, I think the songs I chose were the songs that just felt, and the songs I choose, I should say, are songs that just feel lyrically more in line with with me. I mean, mm-hmm. I sing I sing a lot of standards. I get commonly thought of as a as a, a jazz singer, but I think of myself as a lot more. I studied composition and I do a lot of songwriting. But in the in the realm of jazz singing, especially um, or singing standards, I should say, I mean, I. I have been one to sing whatever pronoun in the song I want. And uh-huh. so it doesn't really, I don't really feel constricted by um, certain rep that maybe more famously was sung by a woman or maybe uh-huh. more famously sang by a man. And now I'm changing or I'm not, I'm changing the pronoun, you know, that's never really bothered me to sing. He um, well, not until uh, it, it stopped bothering me in college. I said, Oh, I'm in my own little yeah. bubble. I yeah. can, um, I'm away from any, sort of hindrance to me being myself and uh that has been that's uh allowed me to sing the rep i want to sing you know well and and rep that's vulnerable that's another you know i'll uh say that too there's Uh there's some songs that don't require in my mind as much vulnerability um of, Uh of the person and so i like to sing songs that are that are true to me, um, a lovelorn fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, let's see. Um, oh, I know. But you have been in blues bands. I'm trying to think of blues bands. In uh, Seattle, I saw the video. I'm trying to think of what ensemble you're talking. So I used to, you know, I used to live in Seattle. I know. So yeah, I did a yeah. lot of freelancing. Yeah, yeah. I know I did. I've done some blues festivals. You were back. You were singing back up. Oh, for Kelly Harlan. That, I guess. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Kelly Harlan. I don't remember. I, uh, <laughs> Ke- <laughs> Kelly Harlan is a great, great uh, yeah. singer who works at uh, Cornish College of the Arts and she has a band and was known at one point as the voice of Seattle Uh Um, and uh, she predominantly does blues yeah totally sang backup for her I've seen one of your videos when you're singing funky you know that's a band called space okay yes yes that is my friend Brad Gibson's band Uh, I love the songs that we collaborated with uh, our other friend Matt Grout uh, Uh who's the other collaborator between the two of them and yeah Uh they're just totally funky stuff that I wouldn't normally uh, participate in actually <laughs> it, it worked it worked it did work you're yeah. right and it was uh, yeah. it was actually a lot of, it was a really fun project uh, they sent me some ideas and I sent them back ideas and so mm-hmm. we're kind of telegramming uh, our our thoughts and uh, concepts to do with the song mm-hmm. and eventually got together and recorded it and so it was it was a unique experience for me I've too. seen you sing back up in Odessa that you see very de- you're right, you right? Know, which sounds like some sounds like a David Lynch um, <laughs> soundtrack that band does and that's the, a compliment the, yes yes I mean yeah. there's uh, the soundscape sort of aspects to me of that band mm-hmm. uh, sonic sonic 
presence and um they're they're a unique project uh got to see them it's different you know when you're on stage with someone and i did two performances with them one for a radio show in seattle kxp Mm -hmm. and then um did uh, jimmy kimmel with them which Uh was such a experience that you don't expect to have um and uh i got to see them here in portland when they played the coliseum and you know to be in the audience is a whole different ball game it was really it was amazing to get to hear their music from that perspective (laughs) what's it like on the inside I mean, you. I mean, if you've ever been on stage, it's. I mean, there's there's sort of a, a an anxiety and joy and excitement. But in particular, you know, the radio show, for example, was such an intimate setting. But you know, there's all these people listening, and you're aware of that, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you don't want to mess up. And but you're trying to enjoy the experience. And very similarly with Jimmy Kimmel, it's like. This is on TV, and I've never done anything of this, you yeah. know. Of this. With millions of people watching. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, you don't, you really want to do your best. And um, I yeah. felt so comfortable with those guys. They're an amazing group of people. That's and good. Uh, everyone was so welcoming in that band. And, yeah, they made it, they made it the most comfortable experience possible. Uh-huh. So you've done, you, you, you've been all over the place. I, I have in your music somehow I have <laughs> I, I've, I wish I could say I was a polyglot with with languages I speak multiple languages but I feel uh-huh. like that with music in some ways that uh-huh. like I've never been afraid to dabble in different arenas um, yeah. I did an opera that um, a friend wrote in Seattle uh-huh. uh, I was in the chorus with showboat here in Portland Opera uh-huh. um, I've done I've dabbled. dabbled. You were in Showboat? I did Showboat, yeah. You did not do the Paul Robeson material. No, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I was the guy lifting a barrel who was singing uh, a second uh, soprano and alto So, the, no, with his back turned so nobody could really tell that I wasn't singing the tenor part. You know? So that's, that's who I was. I was a hidden high voice, I'll yeah. say. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I've always I've always been into a variety of things, and especially yeah. I think that's some of that has to do with my desire to do composition. Um, yeah. Was you know, there's all there's so many different avenues you can explore, and uh, with writing, I got that chance, and I think I also gave myself a little bravery with that. I mean, my initial classical experience, I did Baroque performance practice in my undergrad, and. All those melismas, I was like, God, I, I cannot do this. But it was still like, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I'm learning about something else that is yeah. intimidating. But yeah. um, and I totally scared myself doing it. But um, it was it was scared, worth it. What it scared you? Uh, the, the inability. I, you know, oh, there's oh, such a uh-huh. there's such a learning curve with anything you do. I mean, yes, I think about blue singers to go back to that. And. Uh-huh. You know, the reason I said when you said blues bands, I was like, let me think, what could it have been? I'm like, because I I really don't associate myself with that, that uh, style, because I think everyone knows when they hear a a real blues singer versus someone singing a blues. Uh I I think there is something so genuine to the emotion that is expressed through somebody who conveys in that medium Uh you know and it's it's what sets some opera singers apart from the flocks that go to universities and private schools you know um that can really tell these stories and use their voice in such a way that is so emotional despite people's thought that oh you're just singing what's on the paper you know that they're they're showing you something that you didn't know was there but Um, a beautiful sad love song is the blues right 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 you know it's true 
I was looking at a bunch of um, uh, videos you have up on, on your Facebook page <laughs> of you, you were composing or yeah. messing around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were all gorgeous. Thank they you. They were all beautiful. Yeah. I uh, This more recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I was having a... This was, yeah, I was having an emotional April and I, <laughs> April, I've, spring really hangs you up the most. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? I see what you're doing there. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I noticed that, uh, when I'm, when I'm in sort of an emotional state, I just can't help but write. And, uh, lucky you, I know because sometimes it's the, it's the other way around. I think for some people I know for, <laughs> I know for myself, if mm. I am in that sort of a realm, I can't not write. It's, it's how I get through the, yeah. an emotional yeah. moment. And so I did a lot of writing in April and it just sort of felt cathartic and honest to expose that in sort of a funny way. I mean, I'm, I'm not one historically to do something like sharing videos just because I'm like so self-critical like like a lot of <laughs> artists are and uh but it felt it's felt like also a good thing for me because it's it's just a confidence element that's beneficial about that like you know uh the funny thing about a, a live video or anything like that is someone can watch it a million times and yeah. point out every flaw and oh. but I wasn't posting with that in mind I was posting with the reality that I needed to express things that I was feeling yeah. and so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, who would cr- who would point out all the flaws you don't know who's oh, out there jeez <laughs> just kidding nobody would do that no but i mean uh like any field people are everyone's critical and you know, um, people don't always listen with the same intent that you are expressing, you know, um, yeah. and that could yeah. happen in conversations too, you know, right. you say something and it, you know, I don't know, maybe someone hears it in a different tone than you intend. And so, yeah. um, and then if you're, if, if it's a, if it's a love, if it's one of your love songs, somebody can like feel unloved in their life and be mad at you. <laughs> You know, that's really, that's funny you say that. I used to sing for, um, this is in high school. My mom had the grand idea because I didn't want to get a a job and I've never been money motivated. Uh So like the thought, you know, the bait, Jimmy, you'll be able to pay for things. Like it didn't even register. It like (laughs) complete, I was like, why, what do I need to pay for? Like I just sit in my room, like whatever and listen to music. (laughs) Don't get it, mom. Weird. Uh, but she (laughs) had this idea she was like, why don't you play for retirement homes and, and Uh rehabilitation centers? And, uh, I'm sure that they have a little bit of money that they can give you if you go and play. Right. And it was a great idea. And uh-huh. I did that uh, my junior and senior year of high school. Really? And it really, you know, it was it was able to pay for a couple things a month, you know. But um, I remember a particular experience singing, um, I want to say it was a Carpenter song. And uh-huh. I love the Carpenters. I just grew up obsessed with Karen Carpenter's voice and the <laughs> songs that her and Richard yeah. uh, created together and the songs they covered too um mm-hmm. you know i <clears throat> yeah i grew up obsessed with those songs and i remember singing one of them at this re- rehabilitation center and someone started screaming very <laughs> very angrily oh, at, no. directly at me and it was about the song they're like stop singing that song oh and i like i was like oh my gosh i but i felt like i must have triggered yeah some memory or i'm not really sure but uh, uh, in my uh. mind at the time i thought that i said oh wow this must be huh. 
related f- to some event for them. And uh, for me, it was, you know, I, you know, I'm not Karen or anything, but the songs always felt so emotional and so honest yeah. to me that yeah. I was able to, you yeah. know, I'm singing them from an emotional standpoint of my own perspective, not knowing that this other person has a completely different perspective and how that might make them feel. Yeah. So yeah. about 20 years ago, I did a story, a TV story on a, a guy who um, played for Alzheimer's patients. Mm, mm-hmm. And it has always been a comfort to me as I drool into old age um, <laughs> that, that I, I'm okay with not remembering anything except the, except the music. Yes. You know, because I remember him saying, I'll never forget the line. He just said, he said to me, you know, they may not be able to recognize their own children, but God damn it, they, they know the words to Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, it, uh, it's, it's been a comfort to me mm. <laughs> all these years, you know. I've, I've heard that, especially there's a lot of music therapy that people do in that yeah. regard um, with, with memory. and. Well, what did you listen to when you were a kid? Well, so my the story I've been told is that my parents would put me in front of the Lawrence Welk show reruns, <laughs> which is proving honest with uh, my love of the Carpenters and uh-huh. things of that nature. Um, and the Lennons? Uh, I, you know, maybe I subconsciously <laughs> listened to them too, but I, I've not actually listened to them intentionally. Oh. Uh, but I mean, in terms of, yeah, I mean, I heard a lot of that, um, yeah. things that would have been on that show that I might not yeah. even know who the artists were, yeah. but you know, the, these reruns were on, I guess, all the time. And yeah. so that was a big, that was a big factor, I think, actually in my musical interest. My dad also is really, really eclectic and, um, he was playing all sorts of music in the house growing up. Um, he, I would wake up and my dad would walk through the house singing. Like he, he loves music, and I really think I got my um, love of music from him, huh. without a doubt. My, my mom loves music too, but my dad has a a real relationship with music that huh. you know he needs it in the same way I think I do. Yeah, yeah. What was his voice like? Um, what is his voice like? His voice is, uh, <laughs> can you compare him to, can you compare him to anybody? Um, I'll compare him to himself. He's one of uh. a kind. <laughs> he, uh, like you. <laughs> and aren't we all? No, uh, he, he, you know, it's a curse. Uh, <laughs> he can carry p- portions of the tune, I will say. And, uh, but, you know, he he loved music to such a degree that when he was in school, yeah. he was like, I'm going to take a music theory class. And he wow. said it was the hardest class he took his whole, you know, academic career. Yeah. And, it, you know, for him, it was so outside of his realm of thinking and uh, required, I guess, a lot of a lot of different thoughts from him. And so he mm-hmm. has an appreciation from that standpoint, too. You know, he said he got like a C in the class, I want to say. <laughs> but it was he said he worked so hard for that C. And, you yeah. know, he really. Um, yeah. He really commends people who, uh, you know, pursue music on such a level. So I've I've always felt musically supported, um, especially by my my dad in that way. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Lucky you. I do. I feel lucky. I mean, it's not everyone who has a parent that really loves the arts in the same way. Right. Without being a performer. I mean, my dad for Christmas one year said that Santa got him a karaoke machine <laughs> and that sometimes we would sing on it too. And so he was, he would get us to come sing songs on the karaoke machine with him. And, uh, like what for instance? Oh, I'm trying to even, 
He uh, probably would be something Motown. I'm trying to yeah. think what it would be though. Yeah. I mean, my Marvin Gaye. Maybe I mean Smokey my, Robinson. Maybe Smokey. My yeah. dad is into. He's yeah. really really eclectic, and so I'm trying to mm-hmm. think what it could have been. He's shown me, I think, a, a love of all things uh, musically well, related. Smokey's voice is right up, right around with yours. I could see that. I think he. I still would say it's lower. You know. Could yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Certain certain qualities are the same. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, and also piano player, very emotional, uh, yeah. very honest writer. I, I yeah. think he's yeah. 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 There's so much to commend. So you about. play the piano. I play the piano. That's what yeah. I write with. Yeah. Uh, do, you have, do, you, do you do you do you perform with the piano? You know, um, when people are unlucky, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I it's it's funny. I have such a relationship that feels so natural with an instrument. Mm-hmm. While also it feeling um, like something that brings me so much nerves, like I would get so nervous <laughs> in front of an audience playing piano because I don't do it enough. Um, yeah. Which was part of why you know you mentioned the videos. Yeah, I thought about that too. I said this is going to benefit me with my nerves in public playing piano because you I, know I, I can't undo what I did on a live stream. I, I know you just did a, a, a concert with George Colligan. Yes, I did. You're going to do, gonna do that. We might, might do we that are one definitely going to do one again. Yeah. Probably many. You know I, him from PSU. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was thinking about going to master's programs originally, I was looking at all these schools on the East Coast and got in. And but really, the tuitions were just. Yeah. I don't know how anybody can pay right. some of these. You know, and then you think about the degree, and you think about what does what does a degree in composition or a degree in voice guarantee me? I right. I really don't see what it's going to guarantee me. And right. I um I followed my love interest to Portland and um ended up deciding also to go to PSU and George was one of the first people I met there and he was actually pretty quiet in in our meeting it was sort of a group a like little um, audition interview thing and but I could see that he was he's a receptive person and um through the time of uh we I performed in an ensemble that he ran while uh-huh. I was there for two terms and uh-huh. um I said, yeah, I really love this person. Um, I love working with them as a musician. I enjoy talking with them. Like, I want to get to know this person better and keep playing music with them. And when I thought about doing a show, George was the first person I, I could think of and the only person I really, at that time, especially would want to do something like that with. Uh-huh. That would be collaborative, um, working on original music, um, mm-hmm. some improvisation happening. Like, you know, uh, George is such a... When it comes to your music, George really treats it like his own. He um, he respects what you off what you bring to the table and what you offer, and I think that's a rare quality in someone of his caliber. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's presumptions that people who are that skilled are going to be, you know, above it in their mind. Right. And I say, no, George. You know, George has really yeah. um, embraced everything I've shown to him and yeah. and asked yeah. him to you know collaborate with me on. Yeah. We we lived in the same apartment building in Baltimore at two different times oh my gosh, in our really? lives. <laughs> yes, the world is small. <laughs> it is very small. <laughs> uh, so uh, you had an album out last year. Yes, uh, George played on that actually. A uh-huh. number of a number of Portland people played on that. I uh-huh. put it out very very quietly. I guess you could say I, I was doing all this touring with Pink Martini, and I felt like I needed something that was representative of me yeah. you know to these audiences i mean yeah. 
I'm singing songs that were chosen for me with that in that show, and and mm-hmm. it's a curated environment, you know, um, that is really beautiful and unique. But it's not always the you know curation is one one thing. It's not always yes. all encompassing, and so yeah. I wanted to have something there that people, if they were really interested, could buy mm-hmm. that would give them more me. Especially because mm-hmm. I wrote everything on it, so yeah. you know there's yeah. there's no confusion if this is me. It's like this is right. This is who I am uh-huh. in another sense. But I also you know you know love doing this thing, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I put that out. If I can say I put that out um, in December <laughs> of last year, yeah. um, and you know the show with George was the first time I'd played any of the songs from the album. Wow! So we played some other stuff too in the show. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Maybe two standards, um, some other songs of mine that weren't on the album, and then the rest was all album Mm -hmm. material. And the name of the album is? The name of the album (laughs) is Falling in Love and Learning to Love Myself. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Which needs a sequel now. Um, (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Is that good or bad? Uh, Always good. Okay. Always good. Yes. (laughs) I mean, change is a part of life, and change is good, and... uh, yeah, I think I think that's uh, I want to I want to continue that statement and uh, maybe prioritize prioritize the second half of it. You know, well, no matter what happens, yes, you always have the first one, the first. Part, yes, and I, there's yeah, exactly. Know? I mean, I feel that way. It's been seven months since sharing that music with anyone, uh-huh. and uh, it still feels like. It was the right thing to do, and I'm really, uh-huh. I'm really happy that I made myself do it. I think uh-huh. I was, I was in a point in my life where um, I did feel that support to like finally do something that yeah. was very vulnerable and uh, intimidating in a way because you see, I, I mean, I have so many amazing peers, and uh-huh. then outside of peers, you look at people who are on the next level and the level above that and the level above that. And, uh-huh. You say, okay, you know, what do I, what I put out needs to be quote unquote of this thing, or maybe if it's not this, people won't like it, or you know, there's mm-hmm. all these things that you know artists are mulling through before they even share anything, instead of just saying, I'll share this, and the people that like it will come to it. You know, yes. they will yes. they will find it. Yeah. Versus, um, yeah. you needed to. F- I mean, to some degree, you need to find your people, your your tribe, as some would say. Mm-hmm. I don't really use that word, but. Um, you know, uh, you find people who support you and support what you want to say and what you want to share. And so uh-huh. that has also been a process in that, you know, that show with George, I probably wouldn't have dared try to do a couple of years ago because really, I've done, you know, I've done ticketed events before uh-huh. and I've done, I've not really done many shows in Portland that are of my own name, but you know, it's hard to sometimes silence your own doubts enough to say people are interested in what you have to offer. Right. Even if it's not this, you know, um, cause I've, I mean, as I said, a lot of people think of me in the jazz canon almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. And so to do a show of original music, that's not centered around improvisation and uh-huh. solos and uh-huh. standards for that matter, um, yeah. was kind of like, is anybody going to come, you know? Right. Um, right. so, uh, when us selling out that show was kind of uh, a really special event, and I'm so thankful that I had George by my side to do that. So, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, considering his level, his, his level of talent, and where he's been, and who he's played with, you know, geez, <laughs> he is—he's so crafted and 
so good to talk to about music and uh-huh. and I felt uh-huh. I just felt like there I was in the right hands I, I felt if anybody I would want to collaborate with <coughs> I really trust George um, and so yeah I, I'm I'm really thankful that he was available <laughs> so what's next um well I <laughs> so I'm home yes. as we know I got here on the 20 no 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 no. when did i get home 29th or 30th 30th Uh i got home yeah i leave on the 24th i think for uh dc i'm doing this concert um with the national symphony um at the oh lord at the kennedy center kennedy center Mm -hmm. yes i Mm -hmm. i see my brain wants to mix up monuments and stuff i'm like which (laughs) which center is it uh which president um so at the Kennedy Center, they're doing this Judy Garland tribute, ah. which it's been 50 years since uh, yeah. the performance at Carnegie Hall. Wow. And so it's me and two other um, performers. Uh, mm-hmm. The other two are both um, acclaimed Broadway actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, one is up for a Tony right now. It's, uh, it's amazing, you know, to be on the wow. a bill with people who have such prestige yeah. and, and current success and that sort of thing. And um, we have two shows. So I'm doing that. And then from that, I'm going to... Linger in New York with uh, an old friend from undergrad for mm-hmm. a couple of days, and then we start a five-week tour with Pink Martini. So it'll, I'll be back in August, basically. This, yeah. co- this country or, or um, uh, abroad? Uh, some this country, some France, some I think uh, so some get Spain. You get back to Paris? Um, I don't think we're going to Paris on this tour. Oh, I don't right. believe so. No, I think right. we have to hold out on Paris. Uh, we, <laughs> it's funny, you know, France is not that big. No. But I think about how much we play there. We played in France twice last year. Uh, we're going again, you know, in a couple weeks and uh, or about a month from now. And uh, I mean, it's amazing to see that much support from a country. But yeah, we were, you know, we just played all the shows in Turkey, as I said. Yeah, yeah amazing to see how many people come out you know right. and, and support a band that they love and yeah. a band that gives their best every show and yeah um yeah so that we'll go to uh france and we'll go to israel and spain uh. and i want to say they're in hungary do you write when you're on the road i oh i tell myself to i bring this little keyboard i bought a uh-huh. traveling keyboard that it fits in my suitcase. Um, I used to carry it on my back. That's nonsense. No more. <laughs> in the suitcase, less clothes. <laughs> that's, that's the lesson I learned. Um, but uh, yeah, I carry a keyboard. When I when I have the time and when I'm in the right emotional space, I try to write. Yeah. If I'm just not in the in the mental space for it, right. I don't want to force anything out, and it will feel that way later for yeah. me. So yeah, yeah. Well, listen. Um, what tune from your album should we go out with? Oh my gosh! Um, hmm. Let me ask you: What tempo-wise do you have? Do you have something in mind? Oh no! I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the very last song on the album. Okay. And it's what's called that? Taboo. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, featuring George Colligan and myself. It's uh-huh. just a, a little duo. Um, and what's that about? Taboo is about. Um, <laughs> you get asked these questions. You say, "What is it about? What do I want to say it's about?" Uh, it's about. Um, <laughs> Allowing yourself to be loved and um, not letting love be something that is tabooed. Yeah. Simply. Good advice. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in. It's been delightful. I've had a great time. Yeah. I I don't do many interviews, so I really appreciate (laughs) you having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What do you think when I leave? 
As your thoughts fill the silence, do you act in accordance to such maddening dreams? What are your thoughts when I speak? Does my voice sound like nonsense, or agree, or subconscious resonate? With my feelings, but don't let love be taboo. Ooh, don't let love be taboo. Ooh, don't let love be taboo. Ooh, you can look in my eyes. Don't let love be taboo. Is it all too much? But is it all too much? 